So today we're going to talk about the wonders of Studio Ghibli. Wait a minute, what's this? Oh, it finally came out! Let's go to chance. What the fuck did I just watch? That's it, we're not doing the anime review anymore, we're doing this instead! Hi, I'm Joel Garcia. Welcome to the Pop Culture Shuffle. On today's show, I have a few things to talk about. First up, a brand new reboot has come out on Hulu. Trust me, it's not worth your time. Then, I talk about the Snyderverse and its impending destruction. And finally, a very brief announcement. But first, kids, let me tell you how I met a reboot. A few months ago, I talked about the announcement that Hulu was coming out with the show How I Met Your Father, and the long story that came with its production. This was actually the third time they tried to adapt this show. Apparently, the first two times being the aforementioned How I Met Your Dad, and then apparently in 2017, they tried again, but went nowhere. Now, eight years after the finale of How I Met Your Mother, and a few corporate acquisitions and mergers, comes How I Met Your Father. The story begins in 2050, in which Sophie, played by Kim Cattrall, talks to her son about how she met his father. And the rest of the show takes place in the year 2022, in which we see Sophie, played by Hilary Duff, deal with the fact that she's nowhere. Like, the person she wants to fall in love with is moving to Australia, her friends are having a lot of fun, but they're also dealing with their own struggles. On the very same night she finds out about this move to Australia, she walks the Brooklyn Bridge with a brand new set of friends, one of whom is the father. Let's get the similarities out of the way. Yes, it does follow the exact same format in which we have someone narrating and we jump between the future and the past. Where it differs though is how that's presented. In the original show, we only saw it from the perspective of the children. Here we have the inverse in which instead of seeing the children, we get to see an older version of one of the main characters, in this case Sophie, who is played by both Hilary Duff in 2022, not 21, and Kim Cattrall in the future. Now I will say this about How I Met Your Father, other than that, everything else about this show is slightly different. For starters, since it's on the Hulu and not a broadcast channel like CVS, it's a bit more open with swearing. It's also far more open with jokes about nudity and other things, albeit not going full-blown nudity. Like, the first episode has an entire gag in which the character is naked, but they conveniently hide it around lamps, a suitcase, and other things. Now surprisingly, the show only makes one direct connection to the old show. Mainly in which one of the characters, Jesse, played by Christopher Lowell, lives in the old apartment that Ted, Marshall, and Lily lived in. Other than that, the only other connections to the show itself, aside from the format and title, is the theme song being a newer version of the theme song used in the old show. And unlike the old show, it's in widescreen. Since, I have to admit, one of the things that really bugged me during the show's run was how even when the show went to widescreen high definition, it was still blocked for 4x3. So let's say if you're watching on a widescreen TV, whenever the theme song pops up, it'll still be stuck in a tiny square within a tiny square. This has been comments on HD television nobody gives a fuck about. Now, of course, the other thing that really changes about this show is that it's taking place in 2022. 
which is only eight years before the end of How I Met Your Mother. And there's the possibility that they could interact with one another, but I doubt it. Now as of this recording, two episodes are up on Hulu. And I'll just say this, I hated it. After seeing these two episodes, I think I understand why nobody wanted to see an edgy Lizzie McGuire. Honestly, the problem is that this show is trying too hard to be like the old show. Now I do appreciate that they didn't go full-blown remake and just simply make every character into their character from the old show. So, there isn't a Barney 2.0, there isn't a Robin 2.0. If anything, the closest thing to a similarity between these characters is just Sophie being Ted. At first I thought, say, the guy named Charlie, the British guy, would be Barney, but no, he's just a sweet guy who's just an idiot because he's never been in the United States. Now, I might be against this show because, as I said before, I haven't watched How I Met Your Mother since its finale, and as I said in that podcast, even then, I barely watched the show. Now, something I will appreciate about this show is how it outright tells you at the start, one of these people is the father. Instead of how How I Met Your Mother just went with the direction, oh no, she's not the mom. But she could be. Or not. Now, for some, that might be a little more frustrating, since instead of having to guess and find out who could it be, we're now stuck wondering which one of these four people will she fall in love with. This show has several problems, not just the ones I brought up already, but also the fact that, well, a lot of the jokes don't work. The second episode, for example, focuses on the gang going to a club called FOMO. And for most people, of course, FOMO means fear of missing out. The problem is they keep driving that joke in over and over and over. And then they just have to keep getting the more shorter pronunciations out FOMO, NOMO, and just like, okay, enough! And then there's the entire gag about Jason Momoa, which honestly wears out its welcome. And the only way it could be funny is if it culminated with, say, the actual Jason Momoa showing up. He doesn't, by the way, so that just kind of ruins the joke. Something else I really didn't like was Charlie. The entire joke about Charlie is, he's British. And he's fucking clueless about America. Which would be funny, but the problem is that it just comes off as, Hi, I'm a British man who doesn't know shit about America. Duh. I think the other problem I have with this show is simply how, despite the fact that it wants to be this grand successor to How I Met Your Mother, it really isn't. And even in the whole idea of making it a standalone sequel just feels off. Since we're not following any of the characters of How I Met Your Mother, we're just following a different group of people that just happen to be in what may or may not be the same universe as How I Met Your Mother. I think the best comparison I can make is to that 80s show. If you don't remember that 80s show, it was a spin-off of that 70s show that ran on Fox for a single season. The only direct connection the two shows had was that apparently the main character of that 80s show was the cousin of Eric Foreman from that 70s show, even though they never brought him up over on that show. To wrap up this segment, I will just say this. I didn't like this show. I don't think it's funny. If you either love the original How I Met Your Mother or are a fan of Hilary Duff, then this show was worth checking out. Otherwise, I just recommend skipping this show and go watch something else. 
Now, the show is labeled a Hulu original, so at the moment, it streams weekly on Hulu. But outside of the United States, the only country getting weekly airings will be India, through Disney Plus Hotstar. As for other countries, you're gonna have to wait a few months. From what I've looked up, especially on the website whatsondisneyplus.com, you're gonna have to wait until March. So if you either subscribe to Disney Plus Star, Star Plus, or Disney Plus by itself, it won't come out until March. In the United States, How I Met Your Father streams Tuesdays on Hulu. The original show, How I Met Your Mother, is also able to stream on Hulu. Now, for some of you, you might think of, oh, Zack Snyder, as in Zack Snyder's Justice League, and how it's been both praised and criticized at the same time. Now, the film was a far better take on the film Justice League, a film that was unfortunately wrought with controversy from behind the camera and in front of the camera. But it only barely fixed the film. It was still problematic, it was still nonsensical, and as a film that teams up all of these heroes was a bit, well, underwhelming. Despite all of that, people have been demanding for a restored Snyderverse, wanting Zack Snyder to come back and do more of his films. And to that I say, no! Here's the thing about Zack Snyder, you could praise him from all you want, but I just never found his films exciting at all. I will say I like 300, but that's pretty much it. The problem is with each of his films, they're just all the same. They're monotonous, depressing angst. To me, the problem is that, sure, say what you will about Zack Snyder, but here's the thing. Since 2013, when Man of Steel came out, there have been nine films in this ongoing series of DC films. Over at Marvel, since that exact same year, when Iron Man 3 came out, there have been 20. In the span of nine years, there have been 20 films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe versus nine within the DC Universe. At some point, you really need to understand what is going on with the DC films, and why they probably want to move on from Zack Snyder. I say probably because rumors have come out about the upcoming Flash film, starring Ezra Miller. Now here's what is known at the moment about this film. The plot will involve Barry Allen, in this case played by Ezra Miller, going back in time to save his mom, only to somehow destroy space and time and change things around. In addition, the film will also feature the return of Michael Keaton as Batman, playing him for the first time since Batman Returns. It will also feature what has been officially confirmed to be Ben Affleck's final appearance as Batman, having played the role since Dawn of Justice. Now, other details have come in and out about the possibility of other characters showing up, some of which have been confirmed, some of which have not. There have been reports that characters from both the Justice League film as well as Man of Steel would reappear in this film. In particular, General Zod from Man of Steel, Iris West from the Zack Snyder director's cut of Justice League, and maybe even Wonder Woman. Now the reason I bring this up is because the biggest rumor so far involves the possibility of this film essentially erasing the Snyderverse. In other words, this film will essentially erase the last nine years of superhero films, so essentially that Ezra Miller will still be the Flash, maybe, but you will also erase everything that happened in those nine years of films, essentially DC admitting they f***ed up 
and just decided to do over. With the implication being that, oh, he changed a few little details, so now the Henry Cavill Superman is gone forever. The Gal Gadot Wonder Woman might still be around because she's still popular, and that Ben Affleck's Batman? Dead. And basically, Michael Keaton will still stick around as the one true Batman. Now, mainly that latter one comes from the fact that Keaton is supposedly starring as Batman, or at least Bruce Wayne, in the upcoming Batgirl film. These are just rumors. A lot of this is just the possibilities of what could happen. Right now, the only thing that seems for sure is that this will definitely be Ben Affleck's last performance as Batman, because he's pretty much made it clear he doesn't want to play Batman anymore. Now some might say, oh, but he might come back eventually. Honestly, at this point, I really doubt it. And even when he started playing Batman, it just felt like a really miscast role, because the implication was that it was supposed to be an older Batman, Yet Ben Affleck doesn't really look that old when playing Batman. Sure, give him gray hair, but he doesn't look that any different from any of his other performances. And honestly, it was just a weird casting choice to have an old Batman, but a young Superman. And the way this film series has gone on, it's just been a disaster in this vain attempt to catch up to Marvel. In the end, it horribly backfired on Warner Brothers. As I just said, since 2013, there have only been 9 additional films set in the DC Universe, whereas Marvel has released 20 films! At this point, it's honestly unfair to compare the two of them, since it's a situation where you have less films than the other rival. Now some might say the Marvel films have had their own problems, and I'll admit to that at some point, especially by their lack of blood at certain moments, but at the same time, they're still far more entertaining and enjoyable. Except for Eternals, I've really enjoyed watching these Marvel films. With DC films? Well, Wonder Woman was pretty good, but every other film, I've just left the movie theater sad and depressed. And some might say, oh, you're taking the wrong emotion from it. Well, what the fuck am I supposed to feel? Happy? Yeah, let's celebrate the fact that Superman killed a guy. Honestly, the only DC films I've enjoyed since 2013 from beginning to end have been Shazam, Wonder Woman, and Aquaman. So every time I see these messages about restoring the Snyderverse, it just seems like these people refuse to accept the fact that maybe these films suck. Now some might say, oh, but you're just not understanding the point. He got these characters correctly. And to that I say, no, he fucking didn't. The thing is, of course, there is no one pure way to identify these heroes. Batman, for example, could either be campy or dark, or sometimes both. When you look at the MCU, and I know I'm bringing it up a lot, but to be fair, they've been doing a good job at it, the MCU has done a great job balancing out the drama and comedy. Some might say a little bit too well, to the point where it might seem, well, copy and paste, but at the very least, it's still entertaining. Sure, some films have had their highs and lows, and I will admit some of the MCU films are bad, but not all of them, but the majority of them are still entertaining and fun to watch. I honestly can't say the same thing about the DC films, because, sure, Shazam was entertaining, Aquaman was hilarious, and the first one room was action-packed, but then every other film has been, well, bad. And in some cases, I was just left utterly disappointed. Now going back to The Flash, what I've been hearing so far is just rumors. There is nothing concrete, there is no footage about what's going on in these films, we've only seen maybe like a few behind the scenes photos, 
It's honestly hard to believe anything at this point since a leak could be real or fake. I'm eager to see it since I really liked Keaton's take on Batman. And from what I've heard, they're ignoring Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. And with no offense to the late Joel Schumacher, that's a good thing. Now I want to say this. I love Batman Forever. It's one of my favorite films. And I have to admit that Batman and Robin was the very first Batman film I saw in theaters. So at the moment, all I can say about the Flash movie is, I hope it's good. But to wrap this segment up, all I will say is that I just don't care about the DCEU at this point. I have nothing against Zack Snyder and he can keep making his own original films. But every time he works on a DC film, he's like the reverse Midas touch. Whereas the Midas touch, everything you might touch turns to gold. Everything he touches turns to shit. The DC Extended Universe is available to own on 4K, Blu-ray, DVD, and digital, and can be streamed on HBO Max. The Flash movie will come to theaters this November. Now to wrap up the show, I will just say that the opening where I was jokingly talking about Studio Ghibli was a bit fake, yet at the same time I do plan on eventually talking about Studio Ghibli. At this moment, I've actually been binge watching the remaining Ghibli films I've yet to see. Most of which sucked, but there was at least one good film. As of this recording, I still have two more films left to watch, and hopefully if everything works out, I'll be able to make a segment out of it next week. In addition, I also plan to talk more about the NFL Conference Championships. I'm also looking forward to talking about the Winter Olympic Games, so I might not make an entire special out of it as I did with the Summer Games. Also talk about, of course, they'll be part of the show itself and not just a standalone special. If I can, I'll also do my best to find some fanfiction relating to the Winter Olympic Games. For now, that is all the time we have for today's show. If you would like to know when the next episode comes out, remember to follow or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite stream provider. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at MrJoelGarcia9. Until next time, thank you for listening.